This is Your Own Best Company, a podcast for people who love to work alone. Hey there, everybody. Franklin Taggart here, and this is Your Own Best Company, a podcast for people who love working alone. And the person that I'm going to introduce you to today is Ruben Schwartz. Ruben is uh, someone that I met just recently. We were introduced by a, a friend in common. Hello, Cindy. How are you? Um, and uh, Ruben is a very interesting guy and uh, based in the Austin, Texas area. Ruben is the founder of Memoran and it's spelled M-I-M-I-R-A-N, if you can't see the screen um, where the website is listed. It is the fun anti-CRM he wishes he's, he'd had when he was struggling to use the enterprise CRMs his Fortune 500 clients were using when he was a consultant. He's also the host and chief nerd on the Sales for Nerds podcast. As an introvert, he learned he learned how to connect with people intentionally, so he actually enjoys picking up the phone and talking to people. Very, very cool. Well, welcome, Ruben. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. I'm delighted to have you as a guest, and um, I'm really excited for people to know about your anti-CRM uh, memorand. And you gave a, a, a demonstration of it to me the other day, and it was just fascinating to see um, how you would put it together. Now, one of the things that I'm a little bit curious about is that there are a lot of CRM options out there. Why another one? Well, it's funny you say that because that's what I said uh, when I started this journey, it wasn't like you hear those stories in the business press about some entrepreneur has a flash of insight and sets out to fill a hole in the market. It was very much not like that at all. I just wanted to know if and when someone had read my freaking proposals, because <laughs> not knowing that led to a whole bunch of other problems down the line. So I built a tool for myself. It was never supposed to be for anybody else. It wasn't supposed to be a CRM, but I started telling people about it. And some of them were like, Ooh, I'd like to have that. Can you let me have access. So I sort of turned this tool that wasn't even a sales tool. It was more just a way to make my life a little easier into an app. And the idea was it would kind of plug into your CRM and do the things that you needed for a solopreneur that weren't really part of the CRM, but it wasn't supposed to be a CRM itself. It was just supposed to enhance it. So you could do things like get more leads off your website and automate the proposal process. And people kept saying, Hey, Ruben, I love your stuff. It's so nice to finally get leads off my website. It's so nice to have the proposal process automated at the end of the sales cycle. But man, I hate my CRM. Can you just make memory and do the CRM piece in the middle? And I would say, no, the world doesn't need another CRM. There's too many already. <laughs> and, and if it did, like, why would I be the person to build it? And so and I'm just trying lots of CRMs. I'm like, surely the thing that I need is out there. I just need to find it. And I, I didn't. And finally, I was like, you know, why do I keep arguing with my customers and not enjoying the CRMs that I'm using? Why don't I just listen to them and build a CRM for the rest of us, if you will, that's really focused on nurturing relationships in your spare time, which is what we need to do as solo consultants yeah. versus what a traditional CRM is for, which is to let the BPS sales keep track of the sales team. Very good. So basically you've, um, you've put a VP of sales in a box then is that, would that be accurate? Well, I think one of the tricky things for the independents 
is we are the VP of sales and the yeah. sales rep and the VP of marketing <laughs> and the marketing analyst and obviously in charge of delivery and finance and all the millions of hats we wear. Yeah. So the thing that works for, I've got to keep track of my 5,000 person sales team spread across the globe is very different than what's going to work for me if I am hoping I can do some business development in three hours of spare time this week, as long as I can make it so brain dead simple that when I switch into business development mode, I can actually do something effective as opposed to what would happen to me when I was busy on projects and I would know I've got to keep up the business development work. Well, then, okay, I have some time for business development, but gosh, I'm exhausted. I'm not sure what to do next. So there's a lot of spinning of wheels instead of nurturing relationships. That's one of the things that I really appreciated about our conversation the other day was your your emphasis on relationships and and how that's really the thing that needs to be the priority here and that the software really needs to serve that. And that was one of the things that I really appreciated about um, how you've created your software is that that is the that is the value that is driving the the work. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, your own consulting? It's like, um, in addition to being a software developer now, can you talk a little bit about the consulting that you do and have done and how, um, how this has helped, you know, to support your, your sales efforts in the consulting that you do? Sure. Well, so there's a bunch of questions there because I've been consulting for quite some time. Again, that was a big accident too. But I started out as a sales and marketing consultant for Fortune 500 companies with a special focus on pricing. So that was really interesting and I learned a ton of stuff. Um, and at the same time, one of the, the things that I learned incorrectly was I knew I was not very good at sales and marketing myself. So there's a lot of irony there, right? And here I am giving advice on a subject that I'm really not that great at. But it's very different when you've got a Fortune 500 firm, there's a lot of data analysis involved that just doesn't exist when you're a solo printer. So that's sort of how I, I justified it. But I thought, well, I'm getting paid to sit in a room with some of the top sales and marketing minds on the planet. This is great. All I have to do is take notes and copy what they do. And so I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm a hard worker. I'm a good learner, blah, 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 blah. I'm motivated. Um, and unfortunately, the better... I did at that, the worse everything got. And it should be completely obvious. It should have been obvious to me at the time, but I thought I was doing something very sensible. I don't know why. Um, at the time, it seemed like it, it was the right thing to do. But what works for a Fortune 500 company with thousands of sales reps and billions of dollars of marketing budget is very different than what works for us solo folks who are doing business development in our spare time and on a relative shoestring. And a lot of it is we have to let ourselves be ourselves. We can't hide behind sort of this veil of corporate blandness. Like if you right. had gone to my website back in those days, it was trying to look like Deloitte or somebody like that, which <laughs> made no sense, right? If you wanted Deloitte, this wasn't going to fool you. Yeah. But if you didn't want Deloitte, you'd go there and be like, oh, that's weird. I was told to check this guy out, but this doesn't, this looks kind of like Deloitte. I don't understand. And so that's one of the things that I help people with now. Like so many folks are great at serving clients. Yeah. But then when you interact with them in person or online, they're all they're like a spy. Like they're scared to let anybody know. They're undercover. Yeah. You have to know the secret code word to get access to their genius. And at the same time they're saying, "Well, I, I don't want to be a spy. I want to get more leads. I want to get more clients." Well, let's stop acting like a spy and let's 
share what you're doing with the world. So a lot of what I end up doing now in a more consultative basis is, I like to say it, it's like just letting the world know how awesome you are, which is a pretty great job, really. Yeah, it's a wonderful job. Um, kind of like I had a, a, a vision of the Wizard of Oz as you were speaking there. He's like, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. You know, it's like, instead of a spy, it's like <laughs> there's somebody back there who's pushing all the buttons to make it look like something that it's not. Except um, it's, it's, it's the opposite of the Wizard of Oz because instead of projecting this awesome image that isn't deserved, they're actually awesome. And they're projecting this really boring, bland image that doesn't get them clients. Yeah, so let's let's switch that around, shall we? I um I wanted to ask you a little bit about um the emphasis again on relationships, and did it take you some time to to arrive at that understanding and conclusion? Well, pretty much any question you ask me, Franklin, that is, did it take you some time to arrive at that understanding? The answer is yes. It yes. took me way too long to arrive at that understanding. And this is one of those many questions. In fact, my whole mission here is to help other folks who are kind of in the boat that I was in to arrive at the understanding quicker and easier with less struggle than, than I did. So yeah, I'm an, I'm an introverted techie. I had a bad image of what selling was all about. So I didn't like it. If I was in sales mode, I, I got all awkward and antsy and I sort of forced myself to do it, which wasn't particularly effective. And I was also able to like automate a bunch of stuff. So, oh, I'm going to do, do a whole bunch of email marketing. This is great. I'll run some ads, get some leads, do some drip campaigns, whatever, right? I don't have to talk to anyone. It's perfect. Except it's not. It's a disaster if you're actually in a relationship-driven business where you need yeah. to talk to people because conversations are the building block of human relationships. And it took me way too long to understand that. And if there's one thing that you walk away with – from our conversation, I hope it's that, right? We've got to have conversations. Yeah. And the nice thing is if we tell the world in the right way about what we do and, and who we help and we have good energy, we're going to have a lot of good conversations with the right people who are eager to be part of that conversation. And then it doesn't feel like a sales conversation. It's just people discussing things they both care a lot about. Yeah. How? Um, I mean, how, how did you come up with the idea that um, that uh, memorand needed to be something that was supportive of the relationships. Where did that come from? Well, I think there, I, I didn't want it to be that way, right? I wanted to just grab a CRM off the shelf and use that. <laughs> and I couldn't find ones that did what I wanted. So there are a couple problems with with the typical CRMs. And of course, if you've got Salesforce or something like that, you can customize it to do whatever the heck you want. Yeah. If you are, you know, willing and able and have the budget or whatever to do that. So I'm sure you could make it do all the stuff I'm talking about, but out of the box, it doesn't do this stuff. Like it doesn't track who referred whom to you. Right. So right. it's like I can go and look you up in my system and I can see that Cindy referred us. That's great. And I can see if I do business with somebody, where did that business come from? Which is such a fundamental part of referral driven businesses like most small consulting businesses are like, why isn't that baked in? And then the other thing that was really driving me crazy was all of these tools would have like a next task date. Yeah. And you know, I'm pretty OCD. So I would usually fill that out, but sometimes I would forget. Sometimes I would just have too many browser tabs open and that would just get logged out. And then it was like, poof, this person is gone. Yeah. 
right? In terms of my mental model of the world, because I'm relying on my CRM to tell me what to do. That's the whole point of it. So I thought, why don't we have the CRM make it really easy to basically do some of that memory stuff for us. So be able to say, hey, I want to talk to this kind of person every 14 days, this kind of person every 60 days, whatever it might be, and by default, have them in this sort of cadence. So nobody disappears unless I say, I don't want to talk to this person anymore. So even if I'm late, even if I call them 20 days later instead of 14 days, at least that happens versus not happening at all. Yeah. And then the other thing I had to do, so that was really helpful. I was like, okay, now I have a list of people and I don't forget anybody. Nobody falls off the plate, but how do I actually follow up with them? I had to make it so that you would basically not have any thinking to do. Right. You'd say, okay, I want to talk to my prospects or I want to talk to my the folks I'm overdue to talk to. I want to talk to my partners. And you could click this nice friendly green button that says start call mode. And it will yeah. just take you to the first one you're supposed to talk to. And for me, that was, I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. Like this is, this is the thing that was holding me back. Cause before I would have lists of people, even, you know, Salesforce, HubSpot, spreadsheets, whatever. And yeah. for some reason, I can't explain why rationally, but I would spend more time trying to figure out, okay, I've got half an hour. Who do I call now? Ah, yeah, there goes the half an instead hour. Instead right? of actually talking to people. Yeah. And then by the time I actually force myself to call someone, I'm like not in the right place versus, oh, you know, it's time to talk to, time to talk to my prospects, time to talk to my past clients, whoever it is. And you can just have a nice conversation without any pressure. Like if this person, if this prospect doesn't sign up, not interested, if it's not the right fit, totally no problem. Go on to yeah. the next one. It's like you're like a doctor seeing patients, having a good time, having great conversations. And instead of getting to the end of the day and, and having like that tension in my neck from trying to force myself to do something I wasn't comfortable with, now I'm like, hey, this is awesome. I had all these great conversations with people. Even as an introvert, this is really fun. Yeah. So it made your process so much easier and it made it more enjoyable. And as solopreneurs, I think those are those two those two qualities are kind of at the top of the list as to why we're doing this, right? <laughs> That's what we say, and then yeah. we're like, "Oh gosh, I you know I love." Most of us start because we love what we do for the client, yeah, and we hate all the business that goes around it to get to that point. And I did for years, yeah, and I would like force myself to do it, but I didn't like it, and there was no joy in it, and that reflects itself in the energy that I bring and the results you get. So if instead you can be in service mode the whole time, if you will. Yeah. So I like to think of it as, you know, I'm not marketing on my website. I'm teaching yes. and I'm inviting people to come in, grab a lead magnet, learn something helpful, follow up with a great conversation. Some of those people are going to raise their hand and want to work with me. Some of them won't, but there's no pressure on any of it. And I'm not trying to network with anybody or stab anyone with a business card. I like connecting with like-minded people, right? Like Cindy knew you and I would hit it off. Yeah. That's great. And when it comes to selling, I'm not trying to sell anybody anything. I'm just trying to help them solve a problem. It's like, whoa, now I'm in service mode the whole time. And I, right. that, like, I'm an engineer. I want to solve problems. I, for some reason, I still find sales and marketing icky, which is funny because I, my product is a CRM, <laughs> but I guess that's why I call it anti-CRM, right? But yeah. that way you get to just have fun the whole time. Like the, you bring some of that joy that you have in the client work to the sales and marketing 
So one, I think you hit on something really important. When you enjoy it, you're more likely to do it. Yeah. And you're going to get better results. And that creates a virtuous cycle as opposed to the vicious cycle that I was in for a long time. Yeah. And I think we're all familiar with that vicious cycle. I think um, the the top complaint that I get from people who are solopreneurs and freelancers is that they didn't have any idea how much of their time was going to be spent marketing and selling. And they, you know, they don't have a frame of reference for it being an enjoyable experience. So a lot of them come to me ready to throw in the towel just because it it's so overwhelming. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, how, you know, from a business standpoint, how are you finding your clients for the CRM? Sure. A couple things. One, existing customers telling other people. So that's yeah. always nice. Uh, two, the lead magnets that are part of the system. Yeah. So people come in, they grab something helpful. They think, oh gosh, I'd like to apply this philosophy to my website. And especially the follow-up that they get. Uh, I had one lady sign up a, a week or two ago and she grabbed something off the website. I called her and she's like, hey, I heard you on a podcast and I heard about how, how you do the, basically this conversation we're having right now. And she's like, yeah. I was really curious because that's what I'd like to do for, for my prospects. So thank you for showing me and thank you for, for demonstrating via your call and your energy that it wasn't just something you said on a podcast. It's something you can actually do and enjoy because I can tell you're having fun. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and then sort of at a more broad level, uh, basically trying to connect with folks who are in the same circles as me, such as yourself, right? Like we help some of the same people in complementary ways. So going on your podcast, having you come on my podcast just to raise awareness. Yeah. Can you give us an example of the lead magnets that you offer? Sure. The, the most popular one that I offer is a fill in the blank proposal template. It's literally the proposal template that I use. Yeah. And I developed it over years after getting so frustrated because, you know, as we said earlier, like my time to understanding is very, very slow. So like most people, when I started out, I was like, oh my gosh, someone asked for a proposal. What the heck do I do? And I Google proposal <laughs> template and I grabbed the first one I saw and it was absolutely terrible and led me down all the wrong paths. <laughs> and I see this mistake getting repeated again and again. So anyway, I have this fill in the blank proposal template that people really like. And that's, that's my number one. But I think that the, the for most people, that's not going to be a relevant lead magnet. And that's partly yeah. why some of the stuff you talk about is so important. It's like, who do you help and what do you help them with? Yeah. So when you get really clear on that, really clear, like not everyone you could help, but who you would ideally like to help and what you help them with, then you basically write the lead magnet to help them solve that freaking problem yeah. before they even talk to you. And so that's going to vary for everybody. And you can have more than one, but yeah. start with one. So like start with that one ideal client profile, the one problem you're going to help them solve, create a lead magnet that shows them how to solve that. And that's going to be, uh, th there's nothing more powerful you can do with your website than that. So once the person has, has taken the lead magnet from you, um, what happens next? Sure. So when people hear the word lead magnet, usually you think of a PDF because that's kind of mm -hmm. what HubSpot popularized. And it drives me nuts because uh, one, I'm usually 
when I'm in that mode of just doing random research and I want to grab this thing off someone's website, I'm usually on my phone. Yeah. And then I'm trying to pinch and zoom around this PDF. And I'm like, I know some marketing team or some consultant paid a designer so much money to like make this thing look beautiful. <laughs> if I ever printed it out, which I will never do. Yeah. Meantime, I, I often get frustrated. I don't even read it because it's, it's on the phone. So, so the idea is you have this online content. So not only will it look good on the phone, but you can do things like put video in there. Yeah. So you can really personalize it, help accelerate that relationship by putting you in there talking to somebody about the problem or just about why it's important to you or, or if you've got pre-existing training or whatever. You can even put form fields in there. But most importantly, you know not just when somebody requests it, you know if they go back and read it again tomorrow or next week or what have you. The idea being that for our tribe, they're not dealing with a huge avalanche of leads. Yeah. They're dealing with a relatively small number of leads, but each one could be really valuable if you can have a conversation. So it all comes back to how do we have conversations with people, knowing getting that those additional notifications dramatically increases your odds of being able to connect with someone at the right time. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, are you, are you getting into the conversation stage immediately following the lead magnet? Sometimes, absolutely. Yeah. Right? Because that's usually the, the biggest challenge for people is that it takes, it usually takes some time for people to, you know, go from awareness to being ready for that first conversation. Um, I'm really curious about how you'd facilitate that. Well, I think you're right. And, and there are different people at different stages of the buying process. Yeah. And in an ideal world, you might have different lead magnets for those different steps of the journey. Yeah, But let's assume that we're just talking about your one lead magnet to solve your problem for your one ideal prospect profile. When somebody requests that and you get the notification, I've been very pleasantly surprised about how many people leave a phone number and are very happy to get a call back. Yeah. So the first thing is we have to be in the mindset that our lead magnet is unlikely to do all as much as helpful as it is. It's not going to do all the work for us. Yeah. Right. The, the amount of people who are going to pick up the phone and call us is relatively low. But the number of people who are going to be happy to get a call that's not a sales call, it's a discussion of their big problem with the expert who is great at that problem, that's a, a lot higher. Yeah. So the main thing is you got to be in that mindset, okay, someone got a lead magnet from me, let me give them a call. And it's not, it's not I'm not trying to close them, I'm trying to open a relationship, yeah. have a conversation about something that I love talking about. Right. So that shouldn't be hard that they want to know about. Right. So you've got a, you've got a, a place where you can connect with them. That's, you know, not all about the sale all the time. It's, it's all about, it's all focused on them, right? Part of it yeah. is the website and the lead magnet is not, I'm so smart. It's here's how we're going to solve your problem, right? That's what they're interested in when they come to your site. And then the same thing with the conversation, like, Oh, what have you tried before? For example, my proposal template. How does this compare with how you do proposals today? What's different? What questions do you have? What do you think will work great? What do you think is, is going to be problematic for you? Right? There's no pitch. Yeah. It's just stuff I like to talk about, stuff they want to hear about. And then back to your original point, right? Some people are going to be like, oh my gosh, this is great. I need to solve this right now. How do yeah. I work with you? And some people are going to be like, that's interesting. I'm busy. I want to take a look at this in the next month or two. That's fine. Or you know what? I don't like your philosophy at all. This is crap. That's a really useful conversation. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and we sometimes we feel bad, like, oh no, I need to make it less 
less offensive to these people. Now, if you're doing something that is wrong or actually offensive, you should fix that. But if you have an opinion that you're, you believe in strongly that they disagree with, that's great. Yeah. Right. Because otherwise you're going to waste a bunch of time trying to convince somebody who isn't really a good fit for you and heaven forbid you succeed and get them as a client. That's when the real trouble starts. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I always tell people like, you know, have an opinion. If yeah. you and I are hanging out and you're several drinks in, you're not going to hold back when I say something really dumb about your area of expertise. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying you should act drunk on your website, but like you got to have, I think of it as a magnet. You have to dial up the power of the magnet yeah. and the attractive and repulsive poles are of equal strength. That appeals to me just from a human standpoint, right? Yeah. It, it, it's like all of a sudden we're not talking about a funnel or a process or a tactical, you know, strategy or anything like that. It's just simply two humans that are having a connection with each other. Um, What's happening with the CRM as all of this is going on? You mean, what is the CRM doing to facilitate yeah. this? So the first thing is you can plug the, the lead capture capability into your website and it will show up as a call to action button, not a form because right. buyers tend to like, we, we all sort of skim websites. So we tend to skip over forms yeah. and you can do some other fancy stuff with that to like have it prompt you if they've been on the page for a minute or whatever. But the idea is we're going to have something that, if they're on that page, whether it's your homepage or a blog post about a particular subject or whatever, the natural next step for your ideal client is they're going to be very interested in clicking this button to get to what's inside because we're just being helpful, right? We're not trying to trick anybody. Yeah, We're just trying to say, hey, if you're really interested in the subject, here's the natural next thing you would do. They enter their info. Uh, I usually just ask for an email and an optional phone number. Yeah, I, I could fill in the rest of it manually. Um, but I, I'd rather have more people in than scare people off. Yeah. Then they go, they go look at the content. I get a notification and if possible, I can, I'll call them and that email notification. If there's a phone number in there, that'll be right there. So you can literally like, if you're, you got five minutes on your phone. Oh, yeah. Franklin just looked at my lead magnet, click to call right now. Um, and then I can take my notes there in the system. If assuming we have the conversation and tag them appropriately. Oh, this is a prospect. Yeah. This is somebody who's not qualified. This is someone who said call back in, in two months or whatever. So I've sort of squared the squared the circle. Is that the right phrase? <laughs> I've connected yeah. the loop um, and, and tried to be helpful. Yes. And then a lot of times you won't reach them, right? Because even though you, you called fairly promptly, maybe you were in a, another meeting for an hour all day, or they grabbed it and went off to do something else. So you leave a voicemail and set a, a date to follow up with them in a couple of days. Now, if they, what often happens is, you know, they grab it, they don't get to look at it or they look at it once, and then they're going to come back and look at it several more times. Well, I can see here are the people who looked at this five times, yeah, seven times, whatever, like I really need to give them a call. They found something that resonates with them. People who looked at it zero times, maybe I follow up a little differently and say, hey, did this get stuck in your spam folder or whatever? Yeah. But it's all, none of it is like pushing for sales. It's pushing for connection. Yeah. One of the things that I appreciated was that you had a color code system um, that you had put together with some colors that had, you know, specific 
and then meanings attached to them or possibly relationship uh you know stages attached to them and those were also linked to your google calendar so one of the things that i i found very interesting was that you were making it easy to tell me what kind of conversation was needed to happen next and then you also had that same that same ability through the calendar uh, as well so can you talk a little bit about how um, how this is integrated with with uh, in particular google calendar and google docs sure so the answer is very loosely Okay. Um, in fact, it's not really integrated with Google Docs at all, although you can put links in the conversation notes and whatnot. Right. And, and the calendar integration is not the kind of calendar integration you typically think of, mm -hmm. right? Like I'm not doing anything really. I don't read your calendar. There's just sort of like a convenience feature in Memorand. For example, if I'm looking at a list of my prospects, I can click a button that says create a calendar appointment. And what this will do is create a recurring calendar appointment with myself to make my prospect calls. Yeah or partners or overdue calls or whatever it is, however I want to segment people. And those color-coded things that, that you were talking about earlier, call them tags. And and yes, you they look, the color is sort of like the, the, the most obvious feature because you can decide what color they should be. That was a great suggestion from one of my customers because they used to be all this like, you know, fairly boring sort of software blue color. And he was like, Ruben, this would look so much better if we could customize what colors they were. And I was like, yeah, that's very true. Let's do that. Um, so it does make it easy to see, especially when you're looking at, at different uh, folks all together. But yeah, then the idea is you can put that time on your Google Calendar or you can create a, an ICS file for your Outlook Calendar or what, ha what have you um, to make it a habit to follow up with these people. Because what, what happened to me was I would know, okay, business development, so important, so important. Either it's like the number one thing because I don't have client work or it's the number two thing because I have client work, but I know it's going to end and I need to keep doing this. But like I said earlier, I would sort of like get all wrapped up in what I should be doing instead of preemptively putting time aside on my calendar saying, hey, I'm going to follow up with my prospects. I'm going to follow up with my partners. So when you do it this way, it's kind of like putting time to go to the gym on your calendar, right? It's just much more likely that it's going to happen versus, oh, I got busy and forgot to go to the gym. So now you get your calendar reminder. Oh, it's time to follow up with your prospects. You click the link, takes you into Memorand on the prospect screen, and you hit that start call mode button. And then boom, there's your first prospect you're supposed to talk to. Click call, have the call, take your notes, save, go to the next one, go to the next one, go to the next one. You don't have to think. And as an overthinker, I can't tell you how helpful it is to, to have things remove thought from the, like, like I usually one of those power user engineer type people is like, I want all the controls and options. No, I just want to focus right now. It's time to talk to Franklin, right? Like it's a, this page all about Franklin. I don't have to think about anything, just have the conversation. And that, uh, it's really been life-changing. I can, I can only imagine that it's been life-changing. I, I, I think it's really fascinating to hear you talk about it and the the enthusiasm and the energy that you have as you as you describe how it works is just infectious. Um, I want to make sure that we tell people where they can find out more information about Memorin if they are now as intrigued as uh, I suspect that they are. 
Oh, awesome. Thanks. Yeah, you can go learn more at mimarin.com, M-I-M-I-R-A-N.com. And you can get those uh, lead magnets like the proposal template and lists of lead magnet ideas and questions to ask during the sales process and so on. And of course, you can also start a free trial of the software. So Ruben, the other thing that we need to spend some time talking about is your podcast, Sales, Sales for Nerds. Now, one of the things that um, I appreciate is that um, you're, you're offering um, a program. I've had a chance to listen to only a couple of episodes, but you're offering a program that is for people who tend not to naturally gravitate towards sales in their, uh, in their professional life. Uh, can you talk a little bit about where the vision for this uh, program came from? Well, there's probably folks are detecting a pattern right now, which is that I'm very poor at long-term strategic planning. And, and <laughs> I can only sort of tie the, the dots back in retrospect. Yeah. Um, because what I noticed happening was after I sort of deprogrammed myself from some of my corporate sales and marketing learning and things got easier, I would sometimes work with small business owners in between these big projects. And I really liked it because it was like, I could change someone's life in an afternoon right? Like they could, they could sometimes go out and, and they would be able to charge 30% more the next day. And it, I'd get like a thank you, like, Hey, sitting on my new deck, couldn't have done it without that price increase or, or something like that. Right. Versus the corporate stuff where millions of dollars would, would be made. Yeah. But a lot of it was sort of like sit there in a PowerPoint for years and, you know, and then be a reorg and whatever. So it was really satisfying, um, getting to, getting to work with, uh, with, with those smaller business owners. And after a while I was like, Oh, you know, I actually have some, I've learned some helpful things, right? I'm not just for the corporate folks. Um, I can actually help some of these small business owners too. And people would say, Oh, you know, I heard from so-and-so that, that we should get coffee. Can I pick your brain for a little bit? And I wanted to be helpful because I really yeah. like empathize with these folks who were going through that same journey that I was. But at the same time, I thought this is not a great use of my time. I'm getting a lot of the same questions again and again. I should just write them down in a book. Yeah. And then I was like, well, that seems like an awful lot of work. Um, I don't <laughs> want to do that. So let me have a podcast. And then not only can I talk about stuff and not write a book, I can get other people to come join me and share their wisdom. And that'll be fun too. And then I thought, you know, I'm not super clever, but what if I just bring a bottle of wine to people and we <laughs> share the wine and have the interview? And I was like, yeah, why not? Right. It's my podcast. I could do what I want. And of course you won't be surprised to hear where this is going. I had this idea. It was, it, people were kind of enthusiastic, like Ruben, you got to do this. Yeah. Six months later, I hadn't invited a single guest because I was overthinking it. Okay. And I was like, okay, I just hit the six month mark. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so I emailed Jason Cohen at, uh, WP Engine, right, which is where I host my website. Yeah, he's a great Austin entrepreneur. Has started several companies, runs a great blog. I've heard him talk. He's like one of those people you just want to have on the show. And I was like, hey, you know, I've, all that stuff I said, and I'm a customer, and this and that, and you know, I have this idea where I bring a bottle of wine and uh, and we do a podcast interview for a podcast called Salespreneurs. What do you think? Blah blah blah. More kissing up. And uh, he wrote back, "You had me at wine. Here's a link to my calendar." Awesome. And I thought, oh, you know, this is really, this is really fun. Right. And then I just went and talked to Jason for a couple hours. And, and the only reason we stopped is because we ran out of wine. 
And, you know, I just said, Hey, Jason Cohen, do you have a couple hours that I can just like talk to you about sales and marketing? He's going to be like, no, I'm super busy. But you show up with a bottle of wine to say it's a podcast uh -huh. and suddenly people have a lot of fun with it. And uh, it's, it's been a, a, a great experience. And I will say I've had some authors on here who are like, Ruben, when is sales for nerds, the book coming out? And I have made terrifyingly little progress on that, but well, start with transcriptions from your from your shows, and and you'll be amazed at what you find there. There you go. All right. Well, Ruben, this has been a wonderful conversation, and I loved um, hearing about the CRM and about your podcast. I'm going to remind people again: the podcast is called Sales for Nerds. You can find it at the podcast channel that you listen to most, um, and then you also can find out more about. Uh, Memorand, the anti-CRM at Memorand.com, M-I-M-I-R-A-N.com. Ruben Swartz has been my guest today. Ruben, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. And for folks who are interested in checking out Sales for Nerds, note that Franklin will be an upcoming guest. I am totally excited about it too. <laughs> Thanks again, Ruben. Thanks for listening to Your Own Best Company. If you enjoyed the show, would you do me a favor and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast host? If you really love it, leave me a review or share it with your circles. If you feel like your career is reaching a dead end or you're feeling a deep sense of dissatisfaction in your work right now, I help people discover their gifts and then find or create new opportunities that are the best fit for their talent, experience, and lifestyle. Email me at coaching at franklintaggart.com for more information. I also help people start, finish, and launch creative projects. And I offer an ongoing marketing mastermind for solopreneurs and freelancers. More information on these programs and services can be found at franklintaggart.com. Thanks again for spending this time with me.